0: This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Fay Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. First offense. All of the mix. Go on and okay, party people in the house. You're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. Yeah. Awesome in the house. Yeah, awesome in the What is going on? I'm Rock Bay. Welcome to your Tuesday edition of Sports Bar Radio, the second day of November, and I hope this podcast finds you well wherever you've taken the time to download it. You know what I would appreciate? If you would be willing to take a minute of your day and just review and just uh, put some of those things out there. Five-star review would be awesome. I try not to ask for this too much, but we've been a little stagnant on that front, and I would love to see how you're enjoying the show. Or if you're not, let me know. We can always work to improve. All right, we got a lot to get to today, as I always say, and today is no different. Vancouver Canucks getting ready to take on the New York Rangers down at Rogers Arena. The NBA has the Raptors kind of hanging around in a, a, a position. I don't know if I saw them in at the start of the season, and we've got so much more, including the World Series second opportunity for the Atlanta Braves to lock up the 2021 World Series. That and so much more, but before we get to all of those goodies, let me get you. To the one story that was right all over the website today of TSN, let me get you to the lead.
1: We've scoured the globe for the stories that matter to you. Okay, well, let's be honest, Rob picks most of the stories, so maybe they matter more to him? Anyways, pull up a chair and let our bartender pour you a cold one because there's a lot going on in your world today.
0: Okay, so before every show, I kind of go through the different websites that I'm used to, just seeing if there's any stories that have come to fruition, something that I can talk about, whether it's how Edmonton beat Seattle 5-2 last night on the ice, we get ready for the next week of football, all these different things that I try to pull on to make sure that when you and I get together, I can uh, essentially try to keep you informed. But today was a really interesting one, and I don't write scripts before you and I get together. This is basically just me looking at my computer screen every once in a while, I look out at the window and see what's going on outside. And really, I just try to wrap with you, just try to make sure that we can get together and uh, it feels personal because that's what this podcast is to me. So I'm looking at TSN's website this morning, and here are the top stories at the top of the page. Bill Guerin and the Pittsburgh Penguins ownership group facing a lawsuit over alleged abuse. Scroll down a little bit. Whitecap's CEO addresses abuse allegations against their club. Right beside it, Bo Horvat saying that the NHL Players Association handling of the beach situation 10 years ago is simply unacceptable. Three of the top four stories on a sports website as prominent as TSNs are talking about either sexual allegations or how they weren't handled properly. Imagine being a child right now or a teenager looking to live out their dreams, and this is what they see on the other side of the horizon, that major sports properties not only have this happening within their walls, but don't know what to do with it when it happens. It is unbelievable to me that in 2021, we still have to deal with this. And yeah, certain things come out in the wash a decade later, like the Kyle Beach situation, but it is out and then it goes to show you just how discombobulated the Players Association, the NHL, and the Blackhawks in particular were. Now, I have dragged them through the mud plenty, but when you pull the lens back and realize that there is a situation now happening in Pittsburgh and that there is an ongoing situation with the Vancouver Whitecaps that just doesn't seem to be going away, nor should it, because it has not been resolved. This is the problem that we're facing with this generation of sports is you have the old boys club that thought they could get away with it and the new era of sports where you can't get away with it. So how do you fix it? Is it simply waiting for the old timers to die so that the new generation can come in? Because here's the problem. It's kind of like a child with parents. A child will look at the parents and eventually emulate what they see in their mother and their father. It's unbelievable how many habits I picked up from my parents over the years because that's what you do. That's a natural progression of life. You look up at the people that you admire or assume are in the leadership roles and you eventually pick up their nuances. You pick up their subtleties. Sure, you become your own person, but there are times where you just become what you've been surrounded by. So now I look back at the NHL and the NFL, and I look back at all of the different sports and everything that they've gone through, and I think to myself, leadership. It's the one thing that I keep circling back to. Leadership has been anything but. It has come down to money, it has come down to making sure that if you don't tell, I won't tell, and it has come down more to letting people off the hook because it can just get too messy. I can tell you from personal experience, working for superiors who really aren't the leaders that you think they are. And what makes it worse is that you see them in the public eye getting off the hook at every turn because they're good people or they're associated with people that are higher up than you. And the old adage, shit travels downhill usually does end up applying. The only thing that I really believe can help is that we have to collectively come together. The problem that we face right now in the media is cancel culture. Because cancel culture is actually dividing the truth from just the loudest drum. And we can't have that. You have to let the powers that be, be the powers that they need to be. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that's how we got here in the first place. And you know what, I can't even argue with you. But the problem is you do have good reporters out there. You do have good journalists out there that have integrity. It's easy to go up on social media and formulate any opinion because surely if you dig through enough, you'll find somebody somewhere that agrees with you. And the problem is the water has gotten so muddy between the truth and reality that when somebody screams for help, we're numb to it. We don't listen to it the way that we would have used to listen to it because now it's just one voice in a million. And the reality is, is when a player looks at this problem and says, well, I'm going to do this, but it could cost me my job. It could cost me ridicule on social media. It could bring my family into this. There's just too many things that would prevent people from coming forward. And that's before you get into the law. So to a victim that is looking up underneath the water, seeing the sky above, wondering if they got one last gasp before they have to come to the surface... I can understand why there's a lot of players that choose not to and I can understand why there's a lot of players when they do come forward have to go through the mud to get to the other side because we have created this situation for them like hear me out on this for a second think about social media for what it is today in 2021. There are a gajillion people out there with a million different other opinions, and there is so much convoluted information out there that sometimes you just forget about it. You just see, I'm not gonna give I'm not even gonna get into that stuff. So then all of a sudden somebody comes through with the truth. And before you could even step foot onto that side, you've got to jump over three hurdles of the naysayers, of the people that don't believe you or have their conspiracy theories. I mean, I hate to say it because I have friends from south of the border, but think of the Donald Trump four years. Think of all the information that came out during that presidency and just the way that it polarized and divided. You could have told somebody that that Toronto Maple Leafs jersey was red, even though we all know it's blue. And there would have been a faction of fans that would have said, nope, it's red, because that guy says so. This is the challenge that we face. There are some of us that cannot believe in 2021 that it happens, but I can tell you why it happens. And I'm not going to tell you about why the sludge, those guys that decide that they're going to abuse these people, these children in some instances, get away with it or at least even try to do it. Because A, they think they're bigger than the law, and B, I'll tell you this they probably think if they dig their feet in hard enough and if they can hold on to the pole long enough through the windstorm that they can get through to the other side. Because you know what? Somewhere between the truth and the lie are those million voices out there. The millions of people that say, well, you know, maybe, but mm, I'm not really sure. Or they'll try to poke holes in the victim statement. Or they'll try to say, well, that can't happen, not to my team. There's going to have to be a day of reckoning where when somebody steps forward with an accusation like this, it is treated seriously. It is treated properly and it is in front of a panel that has been filtered, meaning that the people that these victims report to take it seriously, go through the proper protocols and get to the truth. Again, the top three stories on the TSN website today, abuse scandal with the Pittsburgh Penguins abuse allegations with the Vancouver Whitecaps and players themselves saying that the representation just isn't doing a good enough job that's before you get to the scores that's before you get to the highlights that's before you get to the power rankings that is where we are in the world of sports a million voices yelling a million different opinions And you wonder why certain athletes don't come forward with either her or his challenges. Because you know when you come forward, there's already going to be the naysayers. There's already going to be the people that are going to poke holes at you and try to find the other side. Even in the Kyle Beach situation, go through Twitter, go through social media, and see the people that are trying to justify this by saying, well, that was 11 years ago. Or try to say, well, that wouldn't have included this guy because this guy wouldn't have done that. You'd be amazed how many Joe Quenville apologists are out there right now. Or how many people are saying that Gary Bettman can only do what he can do. That is justifying the actions of the abuser. Because if it is not a 100% condemnation of at least getting to the truth, then you've become a part of the lie. You have been dragged into that matter. Because a million voices, you know what they have to do? They have to wait for due process. They have to let that go through the proper channels and keep their mouth closed until justice has run its course. The problem here is that justice has become a gray area. And in the world of sports, that's unfortunate because in sports, the team that usually has more points wins the game. It's amazing to me how the voice of a few can still find their way to a victory when we all know what the truth really is. All right, let's keep scrolling down to get to the rest of the news. we got a lot of hockey games coming up. Vancouver Canucks getting ready to take on the New York Rangers tonight down at Rogers Arena, and we will get into all of it. NBA, basketball, baseball's got their World Series tonight. Second chance for the Atlanta Braves to punch their ticket to the holiest of lands as World Series champion, and much more. Let me get you to that one room where we take it all into consideration. Let me get you into the VIP room.
1: You knew tonight was going to be a good night, didn't you? Guys, the ladies don't want you wasting their time, so get to the point. Ten topics, ten minutes. Hold on to your drinks because we're about to bring you the entire world of sports before the DJ can pull out the vinyl for his next set. Welcome to the VIP room.
0: Okay, let's start you with the World Series Game 6. And yes, the Houston Astros coming out on top against the Atlanta Braves a couple of nights ago in that must-win Game 5. That kept their World Series hopes alive. So the best to 7, it's gone back down to Houston, Minute Maid Park, and the Astros, with the win tonight, can even up this series at three games apiece while well, the Braves are looking to claim their first championship since 1995. Max Freed's going to get the ball on short rest for the Atlanta Braves. Left hander started game two. Got roughed up a little bit. Seven hits, six runs over five innings. He's one and two with an ERA in the mid fives over the playoff stretch, 14 and seven during the regular season. It looks like Luis Garcia is going to get the ball for the Astros here also on short rest. He pitched in game three. Did pretty good in his three and two thirds, just three hits in one run. He is also one and two in this postseason. So, how does this game get to its conclusion? If Atlanta's gonna win, they're gonna have to stop this offense for the Astros that is starting to get their stride. And in that something that when they're trying to fend off a game seven, that they're going to a guy who is allowed fifteen hits and eleven earned runs over his last nine and two thirds in Max Freed. Houston just wants to keep on hitting the ball. They have averaged eight runs over their two wins and just one and a half runs in their three losses. So if they can stay hot, we will probably see a game seven of this World Series. Right now as it stands, Houston is seven and two in their last nine games at Minute Park, and Atlanta, by contrast, is one and four in their last five games in Houston. Couple minutes after five o'clock, you can see that game on Fox, and right now the moderate favorites in this one the Houston Astros coming in at minus 109. To the ice we go. Very busy night in the NHL. Nine games in total. Let's get you to a couple of the games that got some Canadian content. Detroit and Montreal to take on the Habitat. Montreal is still scuffling. Back-to-back losses in California to Anaheim and Los Angeles, respectively. 2-8 and eight in their past 10, and 1-3 and at the Bell Centre. Detroit, by comparison, a little better in the standings, but they have also lost their last two. Coming off a couple of one-goal losses, their most recent one, uh, back on October the 30th as they lost 5-4 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Over-under in this game is only 5 and a half. I got to think that Montreal is going to get right, and they're probably going to get the over as well in this one. If Montreal is going to win this game, they've got to find a way to put pucks in the net. They are 31st of 32 teams in the NHL on shots, and they are 30th of the 32 teams when it comes to actually scoring goals. They have to get better. Detroit's offense, by comparison, now in the top 10 when it comes to scoring goals in the NHL. Vegas Golden Knights, 500 on the season, riding a three-game heater right now as they head into Toronto, going to take on the Maple Leafs at 4-4-1. Both these teams, no injury so far this season. Golden Knights already without Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, and now we find out they just lost center William Carlson to a broken foot. That's going to keep him out for at least six weeks. Vegas and Toronto have not met since 2019. Robin Lehner was not even on the team back then. The Leafs have been held to two goals or less in four of their five losses this year, so they've got to at least get three goals if they want to win this game tonight. Ottawa Senators find themselves in Minnesota tonight. The Sens are 3-5 and five this season. Minnesota the opposite. They're 5-3. and three. Senators coming off a rather embarrassing 5-1 loss at the hands of the Chicago Blackhawks just last night. Minnesota has lost two games in a row, back-to-back losses both 4-1 in score to Colorado and Seattle. Last time uh, Minnesota won, it was a 3-2 victory over Vancouver. Winnipeg Jets at home to take on the Dallas Stars. Winnipeg 4-2-2 to start the season. Dallas is a game below five hundred at 3-4-1. And so far, home has been where the heart is. 2-0 are the Winnipeg Jets on home ice, as they just had a four-game winning streak snapped in a 2-1 loss to San Jose. But if you remember, before the four-game winning streak came a five-game losing streak, so it's been a bit of a yo-yo start to the season for the Jets. Dallas look at a snap a three-game skid. They've actually won just two of their past seven, as they still deal with life without Ben Bishop between the pipes. Nashville Predators in Calgary to try and stop the red-hot flames. Get a load of this. I didn't see this at the beginning of the season. Calgary is 6-1-1 and through their first eight games of the season. They have yet to lose in regulation at home, but this will only be their third game at home after going 5-1 and on the road so far this season. And if there's a team out there that could stop Calgary's six-game winning streak, it might be Nashville. They've won three in a row, all convincing, including a 5-2 victory over Minnesota. Now, why has Calgary been so good this year? They take a boatload of shots at their opposition, averaging nearly 35 and a half shots per game. It's resulted in more than three and a half goals per game, which puts them in the top five in the NHL. That game tonight gonna start from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome at 6 o'clock Pacific. And here on the West Coast, Vancouver Canucks hosting the New York Rangers. Rangers off to a 6-2-1 start right now, where Vancouver's kind of clunked around with a record of 3-5-1, and but still an opportunity to get back in the Pacific if they can just find a way to start accumulating points. And, while well, they need to accumulate goals as well. Despite the fact that Vancouver is starting to put more pucks on the net, they have not found the back of the net very often, averaging less than 2.5 goals a game. They rank 26th. Of the 32 teams in the nhl when it comes to that rangers just so you know even with that lofty record of five two and one they're 25th in the nhl when it comes to goals scored the only difference is they got goaltending that has been able to get it done this year. With all due respect to Thatcher Demko and the Vancouver Canucks, I think that is the least of the Canucks' challenges. Still waiting word on Oliver ekman Larson. Yesterday it was called a maintenance day, but apparently he has fallen under the weather. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a game-time decision. At least as of this podcast, he is still questionable against New York Rangers. We will have to see how the puck bounces there. That game's set to go at 7 o'clock from Rogers Arena. All right, let's get you to the association. Los Angeles Lakers hosting Houston tonight. Just one of five games on the docket in the National Basketball Association. Houston has lost six of their past seven, including a loss two nights ago to the Los Angeles Lakers when they fell 95-85. Lakers, by comparison, are starting to heat up. They've now won four of their past five games and suddenly find themselves fourth in the Western Conference. I don't know if you follow basketball. We're about, what, five, six, seven games into the season so far. One of the surprise stories this year is the Toronto Raptors, who at 5-3 and currently find themselves tied for sixth in the Eastern Conference. This was a team that was projected by some to be right at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But the Raptors have now won four games in a row and are doing it with defense. The second best points against in the entire Eastern Conference, only Miami has allowed fewer points. Raptors this season allowing just a smidgen over 100 per game. Uh, They've got a point differential right now of nearly five, and the Raptors are going to have to play tough because they've got a real tough stretch coming up, which includes the Washington Wizards tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Now, who has been the reason that the Raptors have been able to find a little bit of prominence. Even with the absence of Pascal Siakam, uh, it's been a tough start to the season for Fred Van Vliet. Scotty Barnes, the rookie, just starting to find his way despite the fact he's been a monster on the glass. It has been O.G. Anunobi, who is averaging more than 20 points this season for the Raptors, had 36 points in yesterday's win over the New York Knicks, and is almost averaging 23 points a game this season for the raptors which would be a very very noticeable career high if he can somehow keep his way. Other games around the association tonight, the Utah Jazz at 5 and 1 getting ready to host the Sacramento Kings. Pelicans at 1 and 6, boy, do they need Zion Williamson back in the lineup. Uh, apparently getting closer but still a few weeks away. Pelicans getting ready to take on the 2 and 3. Phoenix Suns. Let's not forget the Phoenix Suns were a team that some thought were going to win the NBA championship just a few months ago. 5-1 Miami Heat in Dallas to take on the 4-2 Mavericks and the world champion Bucks at 3-4 going to Detroit to take on the 1-5 Pistons. A little bit of news. Uh, it is good, bad, and ugly when it comes to stuff coming out of the National Football Association. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way. It looks as if Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III will be charged with a DUI resulting in a death of another person this happened early this morning at about 3 40 in las vegas this one coming from the las vegas police department officers responding to a traffic collision that involved a corvette and a toyota rav4 when the officers got to the scene of the accident the rav4 was on fire and the fire department said that there was a deceased victim inside the toyota now the police did identify henry ruggs iii as the driver of the corvette who remained on the scene and, according to PD, quote, showed signs of impairment. The Raiders said in a statement that they are devastated by the loss of life, the thoughts and prayers going out to the victim's family, and right now they're gathering information and will have no further comment. David Chesnoff and Richard Sconfield, the attorneys for Ruggs, releasing their own statement today, saying on behalf of their client, Henry Ruggs III, they are conducting their own investigation as of this and are asking everybody to reserve judgment until all the facts are gathered. Well, NFL trade deadline coming and going Tuesday afternoon and one of the big chips on the trading block doesn't look like he has gone anywhere. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson will stay with the Texas now there had been conversation throughout the last couple of weeks that it would be the Miami Dolphins who were going to step forward and maybe take on the troubled star but they could not reach an agreement before the one o'clock deadline gotta remember Watson's got a bunch of unsettled legal situations and I gotta think that had a lot to do with the quarterback not getting traded the quarterback's going to remain on Houston's roster there are 22 pending civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson and the New York Jets fan base got a little something to cheer about for the first time in a long time. Mike White, the fourth-year pro, making his first-ever career NFL start, helping with that near-impossible comeback win over the Bengals, who entered the week as a top seed in the AFC, went 25-31, of 31, 306 yards, three touchdowns, had a passer rating to, get this, 140.1. And right now, everybody in New York call it him White Lightning, or jersey mike now they're not sure what nickname they're going to go with but jets head coach robert Saleh saying that he will have white as the starter for thursday night's game against the Indianapolis Colts, sadly saying that, quote, Mike is fantastic, he's poised, he showed it all throughout the OTAs, and he deserved to be one of those guys, and he obviously showed it with the victory. Now, Zach Wilson has been the quarterback of the Jets. He was the number two overall pick in April's draft, a minor PCL sprain Uh, that happened back in week seven. He could be back as early as week 10, but right now, White Lightning, Mike White, is gonna be behind center when the Jets get ready to take on the Indianapolis Colts. All right, that wraps it up. A nice, easy, one, two, three, when it comes to Sports Bar Radio, your Tuesday edition. I'm Rob Fay, and my thanks to everybody over at Equity Guru. My thanks to their founder, Chris Perry, Isan, Galen, and the irreplaceable Priscilla Choi. I will see you tomorrow on Wednesday for our midweek edition to Sports Bar Radio. Let's get you caught up with everything going on in the world of sports. And also, if you want to hit me up on social media, talk about anything that I brought up today, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can always find me at Rob Fay. That's R-O-B. F is in Frank, A-I, and I always get back to people on social media. Let's do this again tomorrow, shall we? You've been listening to Sports Bar Radio, presented to you as always by Equity Guru. Have yourself a great day.
1: You're listening to Sports Bar Radio with Rob Fay, brought to you by Equity Guru. Equity Guru, investment information for millennials and madmen.